we really believe, like we believe. I remember standing out arguing, me and you, BC, arguing with people in front of the studios on State Street. Like the Bulls, we got this. That was no doubt. We knew the Bulls were going to beat the Heat. Nobody could tell us anything. It's the future. Down in distance. WGNRadio.com. All right, down the distance right here. Getting ready to go into our next topic, which is about to divide the room. I'm pretty pretty sure of this. Talking Jimmy Butler, man. Yeah. We talking. Let's start out, you know, chronologically. I want to get everybody's thoughts on the impact, organization-wise, city-wide, and just personally, with the Derrick Rose trade. Like once, once <laughs> you can bring it from when it happened. I think I think we saw a lot of people's true colors in this city when Derek was traded, and it was all good riddance. Hasn't been good since 2011. Got the better end of that deal. You know, cry your way out. Oh, I, you know, New York. Next time Derek takes a step off a step stool, you're going to be cringing. All this stuff, and it was nothing about what this guy gave the city for his career. It was nothing about the down, the down times in 2009 and 2010 when he was dragging teams to the playoffs when he helped them win what was like eight straight. Isn't that amazing? I thought about this. The other, I thought about this the other day. I think Bang. We talked about it on the couch. We were waiting to hop on 79th and Hallis. Yeah. We really believed, like we believed. I remember standing out arguing, me and you, BC, arguing with people in front of the studios on State Street, like y'all crazy. Like, the Bulls, we got this. We yeah. knew. That was no yeah. doubt. We knew the Bulls were going to beat the Heat. Nobody could tell us anything. Man, after game one, couldn't nobody tell me. You couldn't tell us anything. You're talking about back then. Right, talking back then. About we literally believed. That's the belief we had. So it was like and stuck taking a step back and looking at what he really had around him. It's like, oh, man. You know what game yeah, we, we were tripping. Day irritates me. Game four. When they went to overtime. He was going one on five. Yeah. That's when Lou Dang, like, he couldn't say nothing to me after that. Like, he left him hanging, dog. Like, it was one on five. at game five. And I am I almost did not. Like, I probably wouldn't be married right now if how I wanted to act that game five. <laughs> because me and my current wife, we went to that game. Like, I, my boy ended up getting me tickets at the last minute. I remember I that. I was like, yo, you want to go to the game? She was like, yeah. After the game, I really pitched a hissy fit. Like, I'm st- – Nah, man. I think I broke my remote that night. Though. Man. Was, when LeBron sent D Rose shot to the stand, I was like, "Those." I was like, "We gonna get him next year." That's those <laughs> those two seasons for me, just personally, not not even just being like on the media journalist side or whatever, as a fan, was probably like the two best years of being a Bulls fan that since I can Jordan. remember. Yeah, yeah, since Jordan. First nah. of all, because obviously, you know, the first year they lost. And I you know, and I tell the story all the time, man. Like I remember Derrick Rose crying, like real tears. Like he really wanted to. I don't even. I don't necessarily. I know he wanted to win the championship, and I know he wanted to win it for Chicago. But some something in my gut tells me he really wanted to beat LeBron. He really yeah. wanted to beat LeBron, so he cried. Um, and it was just it was it was just like the Cubs with lashes. Like all right, you know what they lost, but we right there, You're right there, we right there. And then the next year he come back and he tears ACL and it's just all just go down the toilet. And I'm like, but I think that also happened? goes back to what we've been saying for everybody on Twitter. Like, this goes back to Paxson and Foreman. Like, after that, he was kind of fine. I don't see how you can't, how you say we need a, a two guard. 
and you go out, you get 50-year-old Rip Hamilton. Like, that's not the answer. Shout out to Rip for getting his jersey retired. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to, to Rip, Rip the, uh, the new Pistons. Uh, but that was like, you should get somebody to help Derek. Like, even if Derek didn't tear his ACL, we probably weren't going to be this leads Like, they lost in the finals last year. LeBron and Wade was on a mission that year. Like, I can still see how he beat Boston. So, I'm like, this, I still don't think we'd have beat them, but he needed a two-guard. This leads into my Jimmy Butler point. Oh. Which was Jay Butler fan club when the whole him. when the whole second superstar stuff was. Now that's the on. granddaddy. You the father. <laughs> no, yeah, you are yeah. the father yeah, for yeah, Jimmy I'm Butler, the, and this yeah, is the I'm grandfather the right here. I kicked it off, but when the whole superstar <laughs> second superstar talk was going on, I'm like, yo, he's right there. He's right there. That dude right there, and everybody laughed. Oh no, Jimmy Butler, this, that, and the other. All right, cool. And as the years progressed, and as we you know as we saw it, we saw that Jimmy was a player. Now, obviously, you know, that, that created a little tick, you know, friction and tension or whatever like that. I don't really care about that. But I think had they handled that better from the jump, man. It would, yeah, exactly. Had they handled it better from the had they seen what they had in Jimmy early, yeah. we not having this conversation. I agree. That's amazing you say that. I want to wow. get to something that you just said, but everybody, your view of, of the Rose trade today I has it changed. Has it changed? Awful. I didn't like it. Thing. I mean, I'm, he, it, I mean, it, in the day, he, he had to kind of go. Yeah. It was over. I don't like who we traded for. I mean, we got Jose Calderon in the beginning of that trade, and I was, I've never been more upset in my life of getting somebody. Robin Lopez is good. Yeah. Uh, Robin's nice. You're nice. nice. Yeah. Scott, I know you're gonna go in on Robin Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> I like Robin Lopez. I think he'd be better off the bench. If we had a more dominant starter, Robin Lopez off the bench would be phenomenal. But if we're saying that he does well when he's in the game. He hustles. He plays hard. Uh, he reminds me of a slower, less athletic young Noah. Of course, because Noah in his prime was fantastic. Right. But I liked addition. I didn't like Jerry and Grant has been cool, I guess. Uh, For the D League. <laughs> you know, it, it, it had to happen, but I wish we would have got somebody better. This, I feel like they just, this is my this is my problem with every move the Bulls have made since trading Derek. It's that what they say and what they do does not match up at all, and that makes it very hard for me as a fan or as a journalist trying to critique the team or anything at all with my response to what they do. I, I don't know what to say because if they say this is the plan and they follow the plan, then I say cool. I get it. If they say, you know what, actually, we just want to put butts in the seats, cool. I get it. But when you say younger and more athletic. Oh, that's the quote of the and year. Then, I mean, that is. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm stepping on my own quote of the year for later. But, like, that's the <laughs> quote of the year. When you say that and you don't do that, when you say that and you draft Denzel Valentine, no offense to Denzel Valentine, but no, no one's thinking young, you know, youth and athleticism. Right. Exactly. Uh, um, I got I – got, I got, Two perspectives on this. So, as a Derrick Rose fan, just Southside, Inglewood, whatever, I was happy about the trade because I had been saying it like, yo, he need to get up out of here. Like, he needs to go. Like, it had got so negative and so toxic that he didn't want to be here. Nobody wanted him around. They had this terrible misconception and perception of him as a player and also as a person. And, you know, as much as he tried to stay above it and try to stay away from it, it wore on him. And you could see it. And, you know, he knew what was being said about him. So I was happy that he went. Not only was he traded, but he went to a place like New York. If you a basketball player, you a basketball fan, there is no better place to be. I've got a point on that. Than New York. <laughs> yeah. Simply because this is a place that appreciates basketball just in its purity. They love basketball, right? So you you know, you bring a guy like Derrick Rose, it's a fresh start. 
you know, they don't really care about the injuries. They know he's the best point guard they probably had since ever. Like, ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, you know, and shout out to. Yeah, because yeah, John Starks is overrated. That's I mean, not story. even he wasn't yeah. even a point guard. Uh-huh. But I'm just saying, like you know, he's since well, yeah, probably Jackson. the best since Mark Jackson and Rob was yeah. all coming but, off know, the bench behind him. Yeah. Best best point guard they had. So I, you know, I thought the city was going to embrace him. I thought Knicks fans were going to embrace. Him. I thought that was good. From a Bulls perspective, it's it's a situation of be careful what you wish for, right? Because y'all basically ran the dude out of town. You said he wasn't no good. You said he wasn't a leader. You know, and you kind of you kind of devalue everything that he did because nobody had taken the team as far as he did since Michael Jordan, right? Nobody had won MVP since Michael Jordan. So Derek did all these great things. The only thing he didn't do was not win the championship because he got hurt. And y'all turn on him like that. So now the younger and athletic, I don't see that. No. You know, this roster is what it is. It's not very good. They just do whatever it was that they can get together. They replace the butts in the seats, like Jack said, they replaced Derrick Rose with Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade is always going to be a draw, right? So he's going to get people coming out, but you're not going to win. And yeah, so I mean, this is this. They got what they deserve. Well, let me just let me just say, I, for, for me as a, as a, as a as a Derrick Rose, because I was a trim, big Derrick Rose fan, huge Derrick Rose fan. Like I was, when he tore his ACL, that was probably the second worst sports moment I can remember after the Bears losing the Super Bowl, and I still ain't know what that. But that's another story. <laughs> and so. uh but I kind of feel like it was a trade that needed to happen for the simple point that I feel like he was going to leave anyway. Yeah. I feel like after this year, he was done. And I feel like a lot of people who, you know, it's easier to say now. I think it's easier now to look at what he did accomplish when he was here. But at the same time, I think we kind of forget about why it was going on. There was a lot of frustration because every year you're like, yo, I want to beat the Heat. I want to beat the Heat. And every year he kept getting injured. Now, at the same time, it's not his fault. He kept getting injured, but there was only so many times I could watch Nate Robinson. There was only so many times I can watch DJ Augustine. So you kind of got frustrated, and, you know, as a fan, sometimes you don't think rational. You're just thinking, I just want to be, you know, LeBron, especially me, because I'm LeBron James, hater class 2002. <laughs> and, you know, I've, been, I've just wanted to beat him, but I, I just didn't like him going to the Knicks. I'm just, Look, yeah. I can't stand the Knicks. Yeah, I got Really? And I just feel like New York fans, they don't. They say they appreciate the game, but they treat Melo like crap. And I kind of believe that that organi- organization ain't going nowhere until they finally get Pat a job. Me- and I think the minute that Derrick, let's just say, doesn't live up to expectations, they're going to they gonna crap on him Look, too. man, Derrick Rose, what we have to understand, and BC is right, this is how you know you appreciate it. Because Derrick Rose is going through a rape civil case, and he barely made the back page or the front page of the New York Times. They love people that are sports figures that are going through things to put you on the front page. That did not happen. Yep. They know. They know. Let me keep that man mind framing. Even if it does go bad, they can still blame everything on Carmelo. Carmelo ain't going nowhere until he wants to go somewhere. And then when he decides to go there, he's still going to be on that back page. With that being said, I know me and Sean has talked about this a lot. Me and BC, Jack, Scott. We have talked about this. Flows, we've talked about this a couple of times. Look, the Dwayne Wade thing was only because of tickets. And for you to say, and for you to say that you're trying to do something. The thing about it is, is that that's not going to win you a title, and the organization knows it. But as long as you can come to the come to the stadium, come to United Center, we're all good with that. I said this on your joint. 
nothing's going to change with the Bulls until we stop going. Yeah. The moment we stop going for a minute and our and and the team's attendance went down from first and second to sixth and seventh at home and on the road it became middle of the pack. That's when we magically got the first pick and there it came. Yeah. Listen, before, man. I, oh. But and before that, you 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 felt that you can build the team with Eddie and Tyson and everything. So they tried. But at the same time, they also learned that we're gonna come to this stadium regardless. Because we went there with Eddie Robinson and Eddie Curry and Tyson Chandler and Eric Piakowski and Jalen Rose and Michael Sweeney. That's not and Fred Hoiberg. Fred Hoiberg. Oh, Hoiberg did play. <laughs> Nothing, yeah, he did play. Yeah. Nothing's going to change. So even when I hear these conversations about Derek and should the trade happen, yes, the trade should have happened. Should we have gotten more out of it? Yeah, but you basically told everybody you didn't want them, so you was going to get pennies on the dollar anyway. With that being said, nothing is going to change. We're going to be the middle of the road of the middle of the road. We're going to be yeah. the new Atlanta Hawks. We're going to be fighting yeah. for playoff spots. We're going to be sitting around here arguing about who's the best on the team, <laughs> basically who's the tallest midget. And then from there, we either get the eighth seed, the 10th seed, ninth seed, eighth seed, seventh seed, be out quick, and we're going to start that whole debate over again. Welcome to Welcome basketball. To your, but like, like I can't, like I said on the podcast, like with D Wade, like if if Pat Riley would have showed him some respect, we're not even in this in this situation. And also <laughs> use the, the analogy, like you know, D Wade is like that girl you always wanted, but you know you didn't. This get is her crazy. She, she this is fine. crazy. <laughs> but now you know she decent. She got a couple kids though. You like you know she's still all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what the D Wade sign. Real tough. Yo, I'll, Real I'll, tough. Say, I'll say this. I'll say this about about D Wade. We were talking before the show when we were you know trading notes about what does this do to the fan base. And I think that you have to draw a line between two segments of that identity of fan base because people like us, we see right through this kind of move. Right. We're like, come on. It, like, like you said, you know, it's the, it's the, old, it's the woman who, right. you know, who got away. Dang, you um, took me back on that one. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we all but, did <laughs> but, but that other segment of the fan base who maybe doesn't look at it quite so intently as we do, they're like, damn, we got Dwayne Wade. Right. Because the LeBron and Dwayne Wade game, that game where they play each other, that's always going to be a game. And it just so happens that that's a Bulls game. You know, my mom texted me at the end of the Pacers game. She said, you see Dwayne Wade and did you see them play? That was fantastic. And, like, you know, shout out to my mom. She's a great Bulls fan. But she's not texting me if Dwayne Wade isn't on the team because he, he makes those plays. He makes that anticipation steal that, you know, Larry Bird can make, that Scottie Pippen can make. I'm not getting those texts otherwise. That's that impact. Yeah. And, Bang, I'm going to disagree with you on this. I think something will change, and I've said this, and I'm going to go on and say it publicly. Things will change once we get guard form and the hell up out of there. It's over. What, you don't think that Paxson has something to do with it? Because Paxson's no. little press conference he had on Christmas had me down laughing. I'm you like, know what? That that press conference right there let me know that ain't nobody safe. Ain't nobody safe. Like Pax, yeah. like 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 Pat guard the, the well, whole. But Pax guard does Pax that team. every Christmas. It's State yeah. of the Union while everybody's <laughs> yeah, distracted. Right. Yeah. Let yeah. me yeah. drop yeah. this on Christmas. Yeah. That's, why I, don't, that's why I don't believe in but, it. it but, every year. but if you understand like the way the the the, the top levels of the organization is set up is, you know, you got, obviously you got Jerry Reinsdorf, you got Michael Reinsdorf, and then you got Pax right there. So you got. I'm, I'm praying. There's a huge gap between Pax and guard. Right. Yes, a I huge know. gap. And when I'm talking about when it's time to get people thrown under the bus, and guard definitely needs to be thrown under the bus for this one. You know what I'm praying for, BC? I'm praying that Michael Reinsdorf has some rocky words in him. 
That would man, be if that would, if he had, that's it, the only way I see. If he had it, it would have everything came out. What we gonna do? You know Fight your girlfriend no, and grab no. somebody. Well, Rocky for the couldn't really, Antonio to be honest, Rocky really couldn't do what he was going to do until his his father Look, passed. This is this is this is, this is, this is why this is why Gar has been here so long. Let me tell you why Gar has been here so long. Because I mean, you got to give him a you point. You can't that, put me on. Listen, all right, you got to give him credit for building very competitive teams. You can't like the past. From, like, Derrick Rose up until, like, the last couple years, those Bulls teams were very competitive. Y'all remember when they swept the Heat that one year and they yeah, didn't have nothing. Yeah. They, didn't have, they had absolutely nothing. Like, Kirk Heinrich was the best player on the team, right? Yeah. Gar has drafted well. Um, they've always struck out a free agency, but he's always been able to find some guys. Drafted well up until, until, the, last three up years. until the last two, three years. Yeah. It's, been, it's been real. It's been real sketchy. But he bought himself some time because he drafted well and he assembled pretty, you know, pretty good competitive teams. He whiffed on the coach. Uh, Vinny Del Negro was very bad, and Hoiberg might be worse. I was about to say, which one is worse? Yeah, Hoiberg, Hoiberg is definitely worse than Vinny Del Negro. I'm not going to call him my but name But the Tibbs thing was great. <laughs> Derrick Rose, they lucked into that, but they, they would actually turn that around. Because like, I remember Lou Aldane used to get trashed for being soft and this, that, and the other. They bring in Tibbs, and they, he changed their whole game around. So he bought himself some time. But what he messed up was when the rift with Tibbs started happening and he basically turned Tibbs off, and then he went and got his boy from Iowa State, who is a college coach. He is not an NBA coach. He is a college coach. And then you lie to the fan base, talking about younger, more athletic. You lie saying that we still going to compete, this, that, and the other. And now you got this mess. You got a 35-win team in your lap. You can't make it like that, bro. Like, it, it, it. I just There's, think that's an organizational line. Well, I think that's an organizational line, not a guard formal line. That's an organizational line. That's why I don't think things are going to change. What so this goes like? back to organizations yeah, winning championships. Go, that's, that's why I never – and I, I just got to say this real quick, JP. That's why I didn't mind when Jerry Krause said organizations win championships because I think the whole free agency thing is just a way of us saying nobody – like who was supposed to come here? You know, I think that's a whole myth that we bring on to ourselves. That's one. Two, we're still jaded, and you say it all the time, we're still jaded at the fact that we won six rings by a player who fell into our lap in the first place in Michael Jordan. Garth Foreman, Jerry Krause drafted well. Like, he drafted well, too. I just think in the situation. But he also made smart. He, he also mean, he made smart decisions yeah. in that thing. But, he, but what I'm saying is, is that we lucked up for six rings, when you think about it. And that's the only thing we have to go on. Derrick Rose we lucked on. That's the only thing we have to go on. LeBron ain't nothing changing until LeBron retires. Ain't nothing changing until Golden State breaks down. Here's the difference nothing, between... So we're going to still be competitive people who goes to the playoffs possibly and keep people in the seats. I think, I think, it, I think it boils down to the GM, though. And the difference between Krause and Gar Former for me is that at least Jerry Krause made some ambitious moves. And I ain't talking about just drafting. Like, he made, you know, he 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 took some risks. He picked up uh, Dennis, Dennis Rodman. Rodman. Um, you know, he traded that. He, he tried to, to trade Pitt for what, Kemp? For, and you know, he traded four. Then he, tra he, tra he no, traded. No, he four. traded Olden Polonies. Yeah, yeah he, he flipped Olden Polonies. And got, uh, yeah. got Scotty. Yeah, but, so but later on, during the second to repeat, he tried to trade him for Kemp. He tried to trade him three times. Three times, yeah. He tried to trade him three times. But Krause was always aggressive. Krause was always I think Krause was really committed to winning. I think he really wanted to win a basketball championship, even though he was a baseball guy. I think he was really committed to winning. 
I think Gar Foreman is really committed to keeping his job. Right, that is mm. true. But well, even with Bang, we're going to keep, keep that, that conversation going off there because I got <laughs> something for that. <laughs> but even with Bang was saying with the free agent thing, now it's really an organizational thing with the new CBA. It's going to be harder for you to be getting new free agents. Like, it's giving teams a greater chance to keep all their stars. So now you really got to be good with draft. And I have zero faith in Gar Foreman. Like he said, I really believe he's just trying to keep his job. That's really all. It's like. It's like when you're at a job you hate, but you're like, yo, I got to pay my bills. I'm just going to do enough <laughs> to not get fired. That's what Garth Holmes It's so funny because in the NBA draft, you either want to be top five or bottom ten. Right. Right? Because that, that, you know, once you get five through, like, 15, it's, like, real sketchy unless you have a tremendously deep draft. Man, you can't if you're be in, in the teens, 13 to 16. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I I don't know a player. I mean, Hood, Rodney Hood was, like, what, 15, 6. The, the Bulls could have had him. The Bulls could have had him. That's the one we him. said they missed yeah. on. They oh, missed the way, on him. Dermot was drafted two spots ahead of Zach Levine. And, and they moved up. And they traded and they three, and they traded three yeah. picks for him. You trade three first-round picks for Doug McDermott, dog? <laughs> <laughs> Doug McDermott, who was almost up out of here. You had us waiting three, four years for Nikola Miritich, who was trash. Doug McDermott hurt his shin by missing three-pointers. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then you get, you know, and then you get Denzel Valentine. You, and I was wrong about Denzel Valentine. Like I, you know, I think he's a very good basketball player, but he's not an athlete. He's not an athlete. You know what I'm saying? He's not. He's he's not some guy that you're gonna put on your shoulders. I'm already sketchy about dudes who stay in college four years anyway. Right. And I'm even change, more sketchier DC. when a guy's had a knee surgery in high school, like Denzel Valentine. And this is the dude that you draft. But he played for a winner. Hey, there you go. He played for hey, a winner. Look, I was done with Gar Foreman when he drafted Marcus Teague, sight unseen. Over, I was done with Draymond Green. Wait a minute, that was sight unseen? Sight unseen. Derrick Rose Draymond told him, Green. don't take him. He can't play. Tibbs wanted Draymond Green. Yep. Jack, before we move on to Jimmy Butler, I know that. is oh, Gar going after this season? No. Gar, might, Gar might have all sorts of secrets. I mean, he should have been, he should have been gone, so I – I, I, yeah, for real. <laughs> DC is Gar gone after this season? Yeah, I think he gone to Fred right with him. You know what? I play. I play it. He's gonna be gone. We're gonna get somebody from the Bang has on no your faith Spurs organization. Zero faith. <laughs> Joe flows. Not even remotely. Chicago, no. Chicago franchises franchises have a habit of keeping people too long. He's I say he's got like two years left in him. Especially if we get in like in. I hope. If we want to get him out of here, I just hope we don't make the playoffs. Because if we make the playoffs, it's another excuse. Oh, well, we did this. And, of course, Paxson will come on a press conference and say how, oh, I like the way our team uh, – I think that's why he's going to get up out of here because I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. That's thing one. What worries me, though, is even if you send away Gar, does Jerry Ronsdorf pay another coach to leave? No. That's what – that's what's really like mm. – that's what's really concerning. I think guard, you could probably move on from him and get another get another GM. Well, Hoiberg Hoy gets another. Hoyberg, yeah. Is, are you gonna write another five million dollar check for? He had a five million dollar deal for five years, and yep. he's on what year two? Yep. So are you gonna pay him fifty? Because ain't nobody else picking him up. Right. You forget that he's not gonna be an NBA coach nowhere else. So now you gonna pay this dude fifteen million dollars to leave? I don't know if that happens. And so he's still paying tips, right? No. no, I mean, yeah, he's yeah, no. it's gone. Yeah. That's my bad. But I'll say that I'm sorry. If, uh, the, if the Bulls miss, if the Bulls miss the playoffs, I think Farmer will be going. If they don't, he's be here next year. Yep. J- JP, what up? Hey, it's time to get on to number twenty-one, man. That's your boy. Just for this segment, right? Stop playing with me, man. Stop mm-hmm. playing with me right now. That's your boy, man. Jimmy Stop playing. Button. I'm going to BC's take. I'm going to take the lead of BC. And for this segment, he will be known as number 21 to me. And you know what? Hey, <laughs> and you me. know what? I'm going to say this. I'm just going to put it on record. 
I'm tired as hell of talking about Jimmy. I Butler. am too. I'm tired. Of you have to about though. It's, well, it, gets, it gets clicks. I'm I'm in DC now. <laughs> it's so. kind of like it's kind of like that sometimes reporter and Derrick Rose. It gets clicks. Man. I'm only tired because we shouldn't even be having a conversation. Oh god, that's the whole <laughs> point. We shouldn't even be having a conversation. That's why I'm tired. Absolutely. What now I will say this: um, a lot of people. We talked about this BC, um, and I'll use myself as an example. I think I've been very upfront and honest, and we talked about this on Twitter a couple weeks ago. I tell people all the time, look, I'm not one of these people that use social media to try and be slick to go at Jimmy Butler. I have too much audio <laughs> that clearly tells you how I feel about Jimmy Butler. I've been up front on this podcast, on this platform. I've been up front in conversations, not only on with BC. I have changed recently. Changed a little bit. I've, I've changed recently and I've been open, but I've been open because of the dialogue. I don't know him like that. C4 knows him more bc you know him more so we sit back i hear what you guys say and i'm like okay i see that i get that my whole point is there is something and i think we can agree with this certain things he should have handled differently in the transition i think he was used from my used by the organization mightily i think they used him to not only get their the dirty work done and to spread the narrative, they use him to throw Derek. Under they the use bus. him to throw Derek under the bus, and he fell for it. And he fell for it. I don't think there was an issue per se between him and Derek. Um, BC, you told me some things. I'm gonna say it. go and say that the Jimmy actually did go to both of them individually and say, "Yo, man, just out of man, I want to win." Not understanding where Derek was personally. I don't think he really took that into consideration, everything that he was going through. And I think Joe was just pretty much on the big brother thing, like, dude. Derek got killed, particularly in the media, from a handful, not even a handful of players, really just one player, but he got two players. But he got he got killed in the media from his teammates for not practicing, right? But you got to understand, <coughs> when you go through three knee surgeries in three years, Derek goes hard in the summer. He is a beast in the summer. We're doing the regular season. He chill because he's trying to make it to 82. And if they make it to the playoffs, because he understands that, you know what, my team is going to need me. So during the regular season and practices and stuff like that, he's not really going as hard, right? Yeah. So if you're a player and, you, you know, and you've never had an injury and you, know, and you see him doing all these incredible things in spurts, you might start to get, you know, you might start to feel away. Like, yo, I see you doing this, that, and the other, but in practice you don't go hard, right? So I, so that that kind of thing gets misconstrued. Derek's heart was always in the right place, but he was smart. He's saving his body. So the beef in the locker room was between Derek Rose and Pal Gasol, and it was between Jimmy Butler and Joakim Noah. The Derek and the Pal thing was because Pal played with a a maniac. And Kobe Bryant, you know what I'm saying? The dude who went hard, you know, hurt, injured, whatever, it didn't matter. So that's what he's used to from his superstar player teammate. So he gets to see Derek. He don't really understand. Like, yo, this dude's been cut on three times. He's not trying to go through another re Derek's whole thing is, I do not want to rehab ever again in my life. I'm done with that. He didn't get that. The Jimmy Butler and Joakim Noah thing was Jimmy started rising. Joe kind of flattened out, then he fell off, not because he couldn't play, but because he got hurt. So he started seeing Jimmy kind of filling himself a little bit, and Joe King tried to bring him back down, like, yo, bring him back to earth, like, yo, you was my rookie, this, that, and the other. So 
it wasn't really a beef, but it was just more or less like you see your little brother growing up. You know what I'm saying? And so you know, Joe and, was hating. right? And now he don't. Yeah, you could kind of put it like that. Like now he ain't really feeling what you you know. He ain't really feeling the moves that you making. Right. So that's what that was all about. Mike but, Dunleavy Jr. is the leak in the locker room. And he leaked so it. Say that again. For those, that. Say that again. I figured he was Mike leaked. Dunleavy Jr. was the leak. And still and talked when he got to Cleveland. He was the leak. And the per- and Tibbs was the leak too. But True. Tibbs leaked. Tibbs True. had a different agenda for his leaking. Right. Mike Dunleavy Jr. was hating. And the common denominator in all of this is Joe Cowley. Right. So all of the you just putting all the names yeah, out there. I don't care. <laughs> all of the you know all of down the a distance, folks. Yeah, WGN. You know like, hey, you know, that's how we get it done. Goodness. Yeah, <laughs> All of the, all of the, Joe Cowley for an entire two years, two and a half years, shaped the entire Derrick Rose narrative. Yeah. Everything about it. And I noticed because when I get in the conversation with people on Twitter, anything like that, they parrot everything he says. Everything he said. Now, he wasn't talking, like, nobody ever quoted no, KC. Facebook Live. Nobody ever quoted, <laughs> you're right, you know what I'm saying? Nobody ever quoted KC. KC is a good dude. He going to call his, you know, KC's like the best. Just for the record, just for the record. Call it straight. Just for the record, KC Johnson on Down and Distance. Told us this was in the middle of l- the last season. Derrick Rose is still the best NBA player on this team. Absolutely. Yep, That's when Jimmy was rising. He did. He told us on this podcast, I don't care what anybody says, Derrick Rose is still the Sorry. best NBA player on this roster. And, let me make and when he said it, I kind of sat up yeah. like, but guys like him and Sam Smith that don't fall for the narratives, you see how they view Derrick, and it's like, okay. Real quick. Yo. Real quick, um, are you, you going to go back and do this all over again? Or do you, <laughs> or do you, no, I just, just – No, 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 no. I mean, I, I got my – I, 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 I need this on Facebook. But, you know, Facebook I, I don't want to – I don't care. All right, hold up, hold up real quick. <laughs> in, the, in the words of Ray J, are we live? Are we live? Are we live? But, no, nah, I mean, I would, you know – Hold up, hold up, hold no, up, no, BC. No. I'm going to make a different point. I'm going to circle back on what you want me to circle back to, but I'm going to make a different point. If you look the past two, three years, right, from, yeah. like, when Derek got hurt up until he got traded last year, there was only one person in the media who ever trashed him. All of the guys that surround the team, all of the beat writers, they were all supportive of Derek, right? Sam Smith, KC, Agri Sam, Vince, all those guys, they all supported him. It was only one person. Well, it was two, but he not around the team like that. Dan Bernstein, he not around like that. But yeah. there's two people, two people in I the I mean, Callie was his connection. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That was shaping the entire narrative of the Bulls, Derrick Rose conversation. Two people. Yeah. And how these two people spread these rumors and made them true, mm-hmm. I'll never get it. Now, what you All mean? right, so now I, I just need, I need, hold up, real quick, just to get all this out again. For so the live. For the live. But go back, basically, the whole conversation. Sean can cut this out of the podcast, but – how did this all go down? Because there were some issues, right, BC? We're explaining the beefs, right? The beefs, yeah, the beefs. The narratives. On, this, on, on the Bulls team, man. I'm just, oh, right. no, you, you on your Facebook live? I got to share this. I want to make sure that's shared. <laughs> so, BC. We live on Instagram, too. Yeah. Let's, let's get it in. Right this, this just show you how much I don't care because I'm tired of this. I'm tired no, of the conversation. I, I, that's, that's I'm really I like completely do. tired of it, right? Okay. All right, so the last three, two, three years, the beef in the locker room ran down like this. It was Derrick Rose and Pau Gasol. Okay. And it was Jimmy Butler and Joe Kim Noah. Okay. The Pau Gasol, Derrick Rose beef was because, and by extension, a little bit of Jimmy was because they saw Derrick not working as hard, at, hard in practice as they did. Okay. But not understanding that Derrick has had three how knee do you, injuries. How do you not understand that? 
I, you, I don't understand how you don't understand being a professional. There was days where I would come into the locker room in Tennessee and knew that Steve McNair was not going to practice because of what he did on game day. I, I knew it. it. It was just respect. And even guys that came from other teams that had credentials, they knew the same thing. Steve would take days off, but when he came, he would always be there on game day. He was trying to save himself to be able to play, man. I don't matter if you're playing football, if you're playing basketball. Professional sports is rough, and it's a grind on your body. And just because you played with somebody else, like Powell did with Kobe, still doesn't make sense with – just trying to be like, oh, you need to be like him too. Yeah, everybody's different. Everybody's body is different, and how they handle injuries, dude. I just so Powell okay, coming from ahead, a background bad. playing with you know a talented sociopath in Kobe Bryant, who range, sleep, shine, injured, hurt, whatever. He gonna go out. He gonna go hard and practice. So that's what he was used to. Powell saw Derek doing that. He didn't, you know, taking it easy or whatever, saving his body. He didn't like that. Jimmy and Joe, you know, his big brother, little brother. Joe on the way down, Jimmy on the way up. Jimmy started feeling himself a little bit. It's a little beef and it's a little friction there. Like you said, you know, Joe might have been hating a little bit. The leak in the locker room where all of this news came from was Mike Dunleavy Jr. and Tom Thibodeau. Tibbs had his reason. I don't know what Mike Dunleavy Jr.'s reason was, but he only talked to one person, and this one person shaped the narrative about Derrick Rose and the Chicago Bulls, which is Joe Cowley, for the past two years, right? We all know Joe Cowley – Sometimes or whatever, got into you know, got into you know, he's he's he he has his moments and you know he has a reputation for putting his foot in his mouth and saying things off the cuff that he shouldn't say, and he also has other agendas within the organization that I won't talk about. Okay, but yeah, that's where all of it came from. So he's trying to he's trying to get a job. Man. Uh, just I, get some numbers. I, <laughs> go ahead, to, go the, ahead, the Jack, plus Jack. Minus. Jack. Now, now you understand why I glean I, off I, of cats like. B C C four. Even, uh, it, even it, that's the res- if you're in this game. Let me just tell if you're in this game between me and them. Right. No. I don't care. I will call your name. You're not gonna hide behind no organization or no publication. Why? Because I keep it too real. I don't have to lie. Right. I don't have to do that. Right. And I believe in informing people and telling people the truth. Right. So that's why I call your name. If you got a problem, you know how to get to me. And call here, me. Here's the here's right. the thing about shaping the narrative. What you said about one guy shaping the narrative and what we talked about earlier about the different factions of Bulls fans. You can see where a Bulls fan is coming from if they're only quoting one single source right. versus if they're saying, well, I read this from KC, I read this from Sam Smith, I read this from, you know, Sarah Spain, Scoop Jackson, whoever. Right. If they are coming at it from a 360-degree angle and searching for all the information, those are the kind of Bulls fans who I talk to. Those are the kind of Bulls fans who I want to surround myself with. And it just goes more so to just sports, life, whatever it is. We've gotten into a situation as consumers of media where we are too focused on maybe one person or one story or yeah. one idea – and that's a journalist's responsibility as well. If if Joe Cowley is just looking for one kind of story, then that's a fault on him as well. Mm-hmm. But you know what? And, and I'm going to give you another theory too, right? Because, like I said, you know, we all know Sam Smith. He kept it 100 with the Bulls and Derek and also K.C. Johnson. He was also real. Sam Smith with the Bulls, K.C. with the Tribune. I think, and this just could be me because I grew up, a huge reader of the Chicago Sun-Times and not the Chicago Tribune for one reason only. 
the Sun Times was easier to read. It's a magazine. Yes, form. it is a magazine. You know form. what I'm saying? Like, like I turn technically it to the it's back. a tabloid, right? right? Yeah, I can tab- turn it to the back, and the sports is right there, and I can read from back to front the sports, right? Right. So it's easy. I can get it, read it. I'm done with it. It's over. Tribune comes folded, right? Sections. So I gotta is. I got to get to the, you know what I'm saying? I got to get to the sports sections. Then you got to get to the meat and potatoes. It. Then I got to open it. So it's a little bit harder for me to get that information. So the Sun the, the, the Sun Times got it sweet just because of the way they paper is laid out. You know what I'm saying? It, it makes the information easier to get to. And if your entire goal or, you know, as a, as a, as a consumer of media is to get it as easily as possible in Chicago, don't get no easier than the Sun Times. Mm-hmm. Hey man. So with all that being said, man, I have changed my tune on number twenty one. There's certain things that I still believe, but you know, sitting down with people that really know the crust of everything and what was going on at the core, it's like, okay, I get it. Last but not least, I still like to say he's not elite. Nope. <laughs> he's not elite. I'm nope. not moving off of that. He's not a number one, in my opinion. I hold the rights to that. How much Paul George scored him? I, I hold, <laughs> dude, we can go back to Giannis back-to-back games look, just a couple weeks ago. His, if you want to do that. D-Wade was guarding Giannis. His, look, we can go back to Kawhi on Christmas Day, too. Here's, here's, I ain't got nothing for Kawhi. Here's, okay. here's what I'm going to say about Kawhi. I took away my Kawhi, <laughs> away my Kawhi comment. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm going to say about that. You cannot mm-hmm. fairly judge Jimmy. When you surrounded with bones, no, no. This is my point. I disagree. I disagree. This is my point. I disagree because I know, I know you're gonna be like, all right, cool. So you basically what you're telling me is that you can't elevate yourself in the eyes of people unless you're around good, good players. Because I can go, I can go pull a bunch of NBA cats that caught my eye. Look, on subpar teams, Sean. Before you go. Go ahead. I was just going to say with Jimmy, and I said the same thing on our podcast. I don't remember Jimmy ever being a number one in his basketball career, never. whether we're going back to Marquette. Mm-hmm. So, for me, this is really all new to him. Now, is he a number one? He can be a number one, maybe if he gets more time. But I think it's unfair to criticize him and because he didn't come into the Chicago Bulls organization to be that guy. You know, it wasn't like Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose had plenty of time to be a number one when he was a Simeon, even when, yeah. know, when he was in college. He was a number one at Beasley, so exactly. that, I mean, he's he was that number dude. number one everywhere. Yeah. And so when it comes to Jimmy Butler, I see a person who is learning to be the number one. That's my point. Which leads me to the Dwayne Wade comments, and I'm going to let Bang go ahead and take it. You said the same thing on our podcast about Dwayne Look, the Dwayne Dwayne, I didn't think Dwayne Wade was being slick. No. I thought he definitely was pulling, putting Hoiberg out, throw him out. Yeah, called him yeah, out. Stop with this. My this point with this is, yo, I don't want to hear anything about pressure on a cat in the fourth quarter. It comes with the, the territory, territory, dude. And you, it goes back to your point, say he's just learning. Mm-hmm. So I'm with that. Okay. I told BC via text last week, like, yo, he still has room to grow, and BC said, "Nah, he's maxed out." I do think he's maxed he's out. So if, if if BC thinks he's maxed out, then I'm That's like, "That's why I say you need to put talent around him." Okay, then Jimmy Butler's not gonna get any better than what he already is right now, right? So in order, so in order to fairly critique him, you have to put talent around him that can compete, that can win. Yeah. So it goes. No, 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 no. Because if you look at this, look, 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 think about this. To the to the as the number to one the guy. untrained eye. I, I agree Listen, with that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me make this point. As a, as a number one guy, which Jimmy Butler is, right, you go back in Bulls history, of all of the guys who had that number one title, Jimmy Butler 
has the worst Ooh. team around him than anybody who's ever been the main guy in Chicago. Hold on, BC, but it goes back to what I was saying earlier, my G, and I keep saying this. It ain't going to get no better. Who we expect to come here to basically be second or first middle to Jimmy? But, uh, this is where, this is is where that, we is, at, is that, is that Jimmy's fault or is that the front office this fault? This exactly. is all, it's partly It's not Jimmy's fault. No. Jimmy only plays fault. for the team. Right. Right. Listen, it's, it's everybody's fault, but the idea that Jimmy is, quote, still learning, you have to put a ceiling on that. Yes. Because at a certain, when you sign that deal, Thank you. that's it. Your narrative has changed. That's this it. That's like all in, I'm saying. In Everybody, 1995, if we were like, Jim Carrey's not really a yeah. movie star. Like, I ain't, two, I ain't two saying years ago, he was in. I ain't saying Jimmy that came through and pushed no, no, no. the papers in front of everybody and saying this, this is, is my what I, team. I mean, if we what I'm saying is, year, is when you sign that contract, you know what comes to your. One you know what's coming. Listen, so now no, no, you no. got to switch up for when yourself. When I say when I say still learning, we all agreed that he's never been a number one anywhere, right? Yeah. yeah anyway. So. That takes time. Jimmy yeah. has only really been in this superstar status, what, two years? Three if years? That, this, yeah. is first, this is first year, really. It ain't going to change, change, though. But that, is that no, really it's not going to change. It's not going to change. Last change. year, you still had the Derrick Rose thing, the Joe Kim Noah thing. This the first year was actually his time. So you got to give him a little more. JP, a, you told a story to me once, and I and, and, and I think this encapsulates, encapsulates the Jimmy Butler point, right? When your pops bought you the M3. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, oh, you know, I'm used to driving this, that, Dude. the other. This is, you know, this is cool. I got this. You know what I'm saying? Then you upgrade, right? You upgrade. And you get like... behind the wheel of this way more powerful car. Yeah. And the first thing you do is zero to 80 in two seconds. And you get pulled over. I mean, and, and that's that's his lifestyle you right know now. What I'm saying? I mean, so I, and hold up, hold it up. It takes a little while it, to get. To, but my thing, listen, my thing is, let's, my let's, thing let's, is, let's, is let's, it's not going to change. But hold up. That's my only thing. It's not going to change. So either So either you have to adjust. Or you make them adjust. But, we know he's not going to make the Bulls organization adjust to anything. Can. So some, so so, so you have to do be. something within you and within your game. Is oh, I'm not trying to compare him to James Dude. Harden. But what are we talking about? Wait, I'm not trying to change. I'm not trying to compare him to James Harden or whatever. But what I can say to somebody like James Harden is, you got another coach that everybody was already pooping on when he was gonna get here. Ain't nothing gonna change it. He had to switch his game around and look what he's doing. I'm not saying that Jimmy can't do it, but I'm not saying that he can't. Well, either. look at the other stuff James Harden got working with him, right? First he, of all, he got a lot working with him. Either. He's making the work. First of all, James Harden got people who can shoot. That's number one. He got he got he, better he got better he got better talent around him that fits what he's able to do. That's the first thing. Yes. And for the past two years, he's had a way better coach. Yep. Way yeah. better coach. Wait, yes. Now, if Tibbs is still here, we probably not having this conversation. I think we still are having this conversation. I don't know. That's interesting. If Tibbs is here, is Derek still here? Bring Tibbs back. If Tibbs we have a discussion of why Dwayne Wade out in December. If Tibbs was here, it'd be the same old stuff. I'm telling you. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, if we're saying all of this, and I don't think you're wrong, I don't think any of us are wrong, what I'm saying is, we're going to be saying the same thing. No, really? Hold up. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Briefly, I, when I'm talking about Jimmy Butler still learning, I'm not saying he's about to just jump and start scoring 30 points a game. That's not what I'm talking he about. He scored 25. He well, scored 25. He's doing good. Go that ahead. may be his ceiling of talent, but I mean adjusting to the leadership role. Thank when Derrick you. Rose was here, That's it's what us, we're not almost talking impossible about. for you to be that number yeah. one guy. Listen. So I'm saying give him a chance to just adjust. He's so that, so, that's so the let part. me ask you guys this question. Let me ask you guys this question. He 
becomes a leader, what changes with the Chicago Bulls? Well, I don't that's know. not his fault, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like I said, this but, ain't about but, fault. This but, ain't about fault. I'm asking, if Jimmy was a leader, so to speak, listen, what changes? The only way, oh, listen, the only way, he, the only way to, ooh, bang, 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 listen. Ooh, no, I just think, I, I think, hey, as a whole, hold on. Bang, 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 I don't know if it, if it all, if it, I can't say he's going to close out games, but I can't say that. But I know one thing. If he can worry about himself and fix himself, because it seems like he got a lot coming to him real fast. Yeah. It wasn't just the, it wasn't just the contract he signed. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing this dude in national ads on TV. This dude has – I mean, he got a lot real fast, and he's never been in that position before. Man, shouts out to Marky Mark. I, I, and, and, and friends like Marky Mark that, are take, that took him to another level, who he was hanging with and the people. I could only imagine those conversations of sitting down right. with, with Mark Wahlberg, him being like, listen, man, and when people start filling your head with stuff, you really do start to believe it, regardless if it's something that people are throwing at you from left field. He needs to figure out himself. It's like being in any relationship. You walk if you can't, on shooter listen, on if you, yeah, yeah, if you can't be a better <laughs> you, because who, who, someone made the comment, who, who wants to come here and play second fiddle, Nobody. right? Nobody. Okay, so he needs to work on himself to be in a better place where that maybe can happen, where he's not, because I know guys talk around the league. I'm not in basketball. I play football, but I know those conversations yeah. in football, like, yeah, that dude's kind of this. The only, look, the only way change. to fairly, the only way to fairly answer the question that you asked, Bang, is if you first have you 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 first have to outline what the expectation is, right? And with no expectations, it's easy to throw Jimmy under the bus because we know this is not a championship I'm not, team. I'm not really throwing him under this the bus. This is barely though. a playoff I'm just, team. I'm not really throwing him under the bus. I'm just saying that you have some players when the leadership key comes on, things change. I just don't think he's that player. Okay. I, that's all it. I don't. And, and I think we. I think. People, I think we're all saying the same thing. We're just labeling it a different <laughs> that's way. Yeah. That's why. That's why. We're going to be yeah. saying that's the same thing. I say he's not elite, but my perception again. of elite is is different. And everybody's and different. Basically, we're saying the same thing. It's like, look, he's not. And I'm. I'm not comparing them to generational cats. Yeah. You know, generational cats like LeBron, Bird, Magic, Jordan, LeBron, KD, KD. To be honest, I would have said Steph. Come on, man. Steph is Steph is Steph is fading. But my point, my point is this. He is, I will say this. Because I you know me, I was honest. I just I used to call Jimmy a tier three player. I used to tell you like he's tier three. Right? Because I used to put Westbrook. I used to put Westbrook on tier two of And now I'm like, okay, Westbrook to me has kind of elevated himself hard. But it's all about your label. You know, what you say star, what star or superstar for me might not be star or superstar for you. But ultimately, if we sit down and talk, we're basically saying the same thing. Jimmy Butler is a 24, 6 rebound, 4, 5 assist guy. That's that's pretty good. That's top 10, 15 depending upon who you talk to. Here's the that's thing basically that's not who he fair. is. Here's the thing that's not fair about the comparisons between Jimmy and Kawhi is that they've got, as we've said, different levels of talent around them, and that is particularly relevant to a player like Jimmy Butler or Kawhi Leonard who benefits more so from the players around him. There is a difference between being the number one guy on a championship team as Shaquille O'Neal 
and being the, quote, number one guy in a championship team as Ben Wallace. Right. And the difference is the way that the team is put together, the way that all the pieces fit, and what is being asked of you. Jimmy is doing what is being asked of him and what he can do. So the idea that we would compare him to Paul George or that we would compare – really the problem with Kawhi Leonard, comparing Jimmy to Kawhi and saying, well, one second, why isn't Jimmy a finals MVP? Because Jimmy doesn't have a team that can get to the playoffs. Well, no, I don't think that's the compare. Look, man, this is what I tell people. I, what? I'm going to try to disrespect. Look, Go man, ahead. we get into, like, sabermetrics and numbers and all this Let's stuff, and this. people start throwing numbers. Look, man, Perfect. it's two things. There's a trained eye and it's an untrained eye. Oh, Period. Yeah, it's a trained eye and it's an untrained eye. Yes. The trained eye doesn't need numbers. It doesn't need comparison. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need championship, MVP. You stand out there and watch on the court, and you know if you have the trained eye who's better. I, I, Period. So no, it's like there's no I, way there's no, no way anybody with a trained eye will watch Jimmy Butler and Kawhi Leonard and not say disrespect the twenty five five and five. That's no, no. Who said, said we but disrespected look, it? But here's my here's my. But don't disrespect Tony. Bang, wait, 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 Jimmy, Jimmy. That's the greatest. Jimmy scored averaged what twenty one last year. Twenty one. He averaged twenty one last year, right? He's averaging twenty five right now. In the words of Jr. Bang, Derrick Rose left. Who else is going to get those points? Who else? If, if Derek was here, he still would be averaging 21. Yes, who else going to get Period. Hold on, hold on. I got, I got a couple points on that. Number, <laughs> number one, you can't, you can't uh, go in on somebody. He's like one of five players putting up those numbers. We don't say that about Russ when he's putting up triple doubles. He's like, well, he ain't got nobody else he's playing with. I think well, a lot of the stuff that comes with Jimmy Butler, I don't think it got nothing to do with basketball. No. I think it's got all. No, see, with Derek. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me get yeah, this off. Because I, I think a lot of it. at me, fam. Uh, no, that- I, I, I ain't talking about you. <laughs> no, Banks said this last year, so you were feeling that last. I feel like since D-Rose left, a lot of people, it's like the unsuccessful version of the Kobe Shaq breakup. Like, you know, I know from from living in L.A., if you tell me all the time, oh, we didn't like Kobe till like a couple years ago. Like, was Shaq everybody. was still the guy. Yeah. So I kind of feel like there's a lot of people who just mad at Jimmy because they think he kicked D-Rose out, yeah, that's which true. is a crazy story. And another exactly. stupid thing I hear is the Jimmy Hollywood thing. So what is his fault? Because he wants to embrace his stardom. And Derek didn't, so that that, that makes him <laughs> right. Uh, Derek got Derek got knocked for that, right? For not even being sociable. For but I'm even, trying to do yeah. in my conversation. I'm trying to, that has no relevance with me. No, oh, me and you talk about uh, this uh, all the but time. Even with, the, even with the Kawhi thing, like, I do. I think Kawhi's better. Yes, I do. But I don't think that it's like this far of a gap. I think you put Jimmy on the Spurs, they the same team. Nah. I don't think what? that I don't think Kawhi nah. takes his Bulls team to another nah. level. You know, no. I, you know what? I can agree BC, with that. you, minute, you know minute, good minute, well minute, it wouldn't be the same minute, team, minute. but go but ahead. I can, but I, I can agree with that to this point. Whereas what Jimmy's doing, he did that himself. You know what I'm saying? Just from working harder and working on this okay. game. I see what you Whereas with Kawhi Leonard, you already got a built in system. Of and, you, and you had, and you had. So now the same you thing. So now you, now you, you blaming, you blaming no, Kawhi blaming. for what he's doing. No, 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 no. It's the same. You just no, no, flipped no, no, the same no, no, argument. No, 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 we're not blaming. I'm not blaming. I'm just saying. Yeah. Kawhi landed in a very fortunate situation. He went into an organization that was used to winning. They've had stability. How long has Pop been there? You know what I'm saying. Pop been there for a minute. So all of that, all of that stuff. Okay, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Do you do you consider Tom Brady 
the best quarterback in the NFL? I knew he was going there. Did he land in a great situation? Did he get a Super Bowl? Not at the time. He won a Super Bowl. What? Dude, he won a Super Bowl throwing 140 yards. Okay, do you count the Super Bowl against the Rams? Do you count that in his tally? I know Who? this. You count that yeah. Super Bowl his tally I when he gotta, beat the Rams. I, hey, I got to defend Tom Right? You count the tally. It's that tally where Ben Roethlisberger had the worst QBR in Super Bowl history, but you count that win, right? He yeah. Right? Because they was great it. situations, he right? Great teams. Nothing. But nothing. I was there. All right? Cool. So don't, I don't want to hear about Kawhi hat, hey, this person, no, that person, I'm this just, person, that person. Dude, this whole, is, this whole gym. They train once again. When you watch them play, who's the better player? Y'all talking about all these semantics, dude. I'm talking about who's better. I think the better player. I don't think that's it. That's, think that's, that's it. Right. It has I nothing to do with. Has I nothing think, to do with who's on his team. Let me ask the no, no, I, I think everybody agrees that Kawhi's no, better. They, he, we, he, we're just disagreeing on the amount of. But here's the better question, and we know this answer, but I'm just gonna ask it. How many players in the NBA you could put them on any team, and the team changes in the first place? It's not LeBron. that three or four, but those are generational. Like those, those, those are generational. So, guys. so with that being so, with that being said, nobody's with, accusing Jimmy Butler being a generational yeah, talent. That with that, so I don't think we're. I don't think people are accusing him of that. But because of the position that he's in, that's the wrong. We're overvaluing him because it's not that many in the NBA in the first place. Not overvaluing. Do, do we, they do got the wrong agree? expectation of. Do we all agree? That Jimmy's at least top ten, top fifteen player. I, Definitely. Yeah, I right him. now, okay. I gave him top yeah. dub. Yeah. I don't know about top dub. Top dub. I don't know I about give him top that. dub. Man. And we're not going to get to that argument. That's my Top opinion. 20? So you got him in between 15, 20? I think I said, did I say 15, 20 on the podcast? I think I said 15. I said top 10, top 15. I said he was 20. He could be 12. I got about 11 or 2. He's about to hit me because I'm thinking. But if he's top 15, this is the point. And I think both sides, I agree with you on the Derek angst. Yeah. And I agree with you on the expectations. But I think both sides need to chill a little bit. Because I think both sides go to the extreme. But you know what, though? I, I do. think I, I do think the Derek I, I think the Derek the side needs to chill and say, "Yo." But you know what? It's more than just two sides. It's a bunch of little things, and like everybody got their own little different arguments about Jimmy. And but the root of it, you're right. The root of it is one: they think he ran Derek Rose out, <laughs> and the other is they think he's just Hollywood. Like he got you know that Hollywood stuff. Thing? I can I can care less about. My everybody whole thing is when I watch you on the court. My point is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what KD, who KD plays with. KD's a score. You can book KD for about 29 30. You can put him on Golden State. You can put him on OKC. No matter what system, he's going to do what he does. Braun is the type of dude, when you put him around talent, his numbers will go down because he'll adjust his game. Based upon who's around him, that's now that's the next that's the next thing you want to see from Jimmy. Jimmy's averaging twenty five now, so if and when you do get other talent around you, what? How's your game going to adjust? Right. We know right now you're doing the twenty five a game because you have to. Period. You have to. You picked up the points that left when Derek walked out the door. If and when the Bulls. All 16 of them. If, the, if and when the Bulls do something, which leads to my final point, to me, Jimmy Butler for this organization is Chris Sale. He's Chris Sale. Can't really Controversy that. around him. He's hot. The greatest thing I love about Jimmy is that he's a great salesman. 
and the rest of the the rest of the league loves him just as much as he loves himself. There are people around the NBA that think Jimmy Butler is like, yo, I'll man, give us Jimmy Butler. So if that's the case, do you look to trade him? BC, man, I know BC. Look, you don't want to hear that. Look, that's I'm, cool. But look. this, listen to me from this point. I don't trust the front office, me and because of that. I have no belief that they will ever put anything around Jimmy Butler, period. Look, man. And that said, I want Jimmy to go somewhere else. If it's going to be like that, I would much rather watch younger cats. Can I say this? Can I say this? One, like I said at the beginning of this segment, I'm tired of talking about Jimmy Butler. (laughs) (laughs) Two, has anyone fallen faster than Steph Curry? Oh, I agree. I agree. He's no, no, hold on, hold on. Can I go falling. Not he's falling. Oh, let me get my He's at least I, down on his knees. <laughs> I think Steve Kerr is using him wrong. I think he's not oh getting God. enough possession. Scott, what? I do. Scott. He he's shot the ball guard. 11 times. No, I was He this. shot the ball 11 times. And I saw a step where he don't have a ball as much as he did the last year. And this got to be a point where I think they're trying to give KD his shots. But KD's a guy who's going to get his shots. And we saw that with somebody like Russ. And I think Russ is one of the people who assists a lot because Russ does hold the ball. And we saw that with KD. And so I think if they get if they let Steph be aggressive, it's going to work out. Now, I will say against the Cavs, he's ghost. And I don't with KD or without KD, that's always been the question. I don't think I, mean, I don't think the presence of KD is taking shots away from Steph. If anything, I think it's probably hurting Draymond as far is. as like getting shots. I just I think Steph is deferring a lot to KD. I, I think agree. I think I think that's one thing. But also very interested in his walk year too. Yeah, but I'm also but I also Ooh, think that <laughs> after what Steph has done the last two years, teams are playing him different. They playing them real different. They getting up in them. I think they, they watched really what Cleveland did. I also yeah. say, yeah. I also saying this is just, and mean, he's not I, able to handle that. I, I watch my basketball with the trained eye. I'm not about to sit up here and act like I know every play in the book, but it just seems to me that Luke Walton was using him a lot differently and a lot better than Steve Kerr. You talking about when point. Steve Kerr was out? They won yeah, a championship with out. Steve Kerr. I'm yeah, talking about yeah. when they was out. I you see the difference now of how. Luke was kind of using him as opposed to like how Steve Kerr was they using him. They use him the same way. It don't seem like it to me. For I'm one. just saying, it just to <laughs> that's me, because it like it's different. that's because they got KD. That's because they got KD. It's going to look though, different. Even, like, even with KD, it just, and, and maybe it is because of KD. I don't know. It just seems to me, however, that it's a difference when Luke Walton had him. So but this, this, this is the problem. But, and this is why Steph is not, for me, has fallen from that top level, right? We just said no matter what system KD goes to, he's going to be him. Right. No matter how you use him, he's going to drop 30. LeBron, he might not score as much, but you will see him be more effective in other areas. His assists will go up. He'll do everything else. I don't want to hear about coaching, play, system. If you're that dude, you're that dude. You're that dude. No matter what system, what play call doesn't, you're that dude. I think it started before the finals. I, I really do. I think it started before the finals. I think with Steph. I think it started before the finals. Because I think the mentality of guys like Westbrook and Kyrie that are really going to go at him. He balled out on him in the West Conference Finals. Yeah, he did. He did. No, matter of fact, Steph in the West Conference Final only had like didn't four good got, games. He, he didn't have like a, the last three games. He had thirty-five. The other game, he almost had a triple double in Game Six. In Game Seven, he had like thirty-seven. Yeah, but he was huff. I mean, he, he was huff. Clay was the one that got them back in that Game Six, and then he came alive in right. the fourth quarter. 
Steph ain't sneaking. Steph ain't sneaking up on nobody no more. My issue is: is he really that dude, or is he somebody that? Was a matrix for a little while, and once everybody figured him out a little bit, they could affect. I'm not gonna put him on Dana Barrow. That's disrespectful. (laughs) But I'm just, I'm just. Are people figuring him out to where they can now affect his game? And if his game can be affected like that, then I can't put him on the same level with KD and LeBron. I don't, I don't think an elite cat. I just think like he. I think he gotta be more aggressive, especially again. I think the Cavs know how to guard him better than anybody. Like I don't know what they do. It's funny because Kyrie can't guard any chair in here so i don't I, but you know what i really don't think what, it's about Kyrie. What, what the i really don't think like it's about Kyrie defending him. him i just think look man steph has a problem when he has to really be in tune every second of the game see steph likes to be able to rest on defense sag off his dude chill conserve right <laughs> shoot 35 footers conserve his energy but when he literally has to stay on Kyrie every moment of the game, he he doesn't get any rest. Steph Curry it impacts under, him. Steph Curry under the John Wall act right now. No, nobody's Ooh. under the John Wall Ooh. act. Ooh. Nobody's Ooh. under the 